0: Welcome to the Backports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. This is your host, Danny. Yeah, fans, we have a full show for you today. Look here. We're going to talk a little about the NFL playoffs. A little NBA talk in particular about James Harden. Formula One. Yes, you heard correctly. Formula One. And we have an intriguing trading card scenario. But first, Danny, we're going right into the NFL playoffs. Oh, boy. We got a big one happening this weekend, man. We got some great matchups this weekend, and mm-hmm. where Saturday you'll begin with the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Then you have the 49ers going into the cold of Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra against the Green Bay Packers. Man, this is going to be. Interesting on Saturday, Danny. I'm actually really looking forward to this Cincinnati Bengals-Titans game, man. Mm -hmm. Um, The Cincinnati's offense is is on fire. Mm -hmm. Is on fire. You have a young nucleus going against a veteran team. And a veteran team that is actually going to get Derrick Henry back on this weekend. So, man, this is going to be really, really an intriguing matchup. Uh, what say you, Danny?
1: This game should be very intriguing. It's supposed to be cold in Nashville this weekend. So that may favor the Tennessee Titans in their ground game with King Henry coming back. And he hasn't played in a while either. So you know he's looking for some licks on some caps. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see how this goes, man, because Cincinnati is more of an air show team and that ball slippery and a lot of these guys haven't played in these elements before. And with the pressure, I'm curious how they respond. Uh, I, I just think that it favors Tennessee, but the way Cincinnati has been playing, man, I wouldn't be surprised if they upset him.
0: Really high on Cincinnati, actually, Danny. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm high on Tennessee for I, you know this going back in the day. I'm high on Tennessee too. But man, there's something about Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is a team that is going to be there for a while. When you have the likes of Burrow and Jamar Chase, that combination is eerie, familiar to that of what uh, the Colts had back in the day with Peyton and Marvin. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're witnessing is the birth of – I'm going to say this, man. I think what we're witnessing is the birth of the Cincinnati Bengals having multiple cracks at it Mm -hmm. at the conference championship, even multiple cracks at the Super Bowl. So this is the beginning of it, man. I believe in a Cincinnati. in I think Cincinnati is that good. I think they're that good. I mean, they're going to keep adding some pieces here and there to obviously improve the team. Mm-hmm. But when you have the nucleus of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, I hey mean, that, that is something outstanding. So, man, I'm going to take – I'm calling an upset here, Dan- Danny. I'm calling an upset here. Uh huh. I'm going to Cincinnati on this one, man. I'm going to Cincinnati I, on this I one. Can't it's going ar- to be-
1: I can't argue. I think I'm going to Tennessee, but I can't argue Cincinnati enough, only on the mere fact of they're coming in. They played last week. The Titans got to get into a flow, getting Derrick Henry back into the offense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And. If it gets into a shootout, that favors Cincinnati. But if it's a ground and pound, slow it down game, Mm -hmm. favors Tennessee. So, going Cincinnati, I can't argue that. I'm going to pick Tennessee in this one.
0: Okay. All right. Um, Danny, this other game with the Packers and 49ers, look here, man. These teams played uh, earlier in the season. I just think that Jimmy G, Uh, is going to be found out in this game yet again. I think the Packers are going to expose Jimmy G. Uh, And so with that, I'm going Green Bay here, here, man. Uh, 49ers are coming into this cold. Mm -hmm. They're coming into this cold. Uh, Keep in mind, man, they played in week three where the Packers traveled to San Francisco. Uh, They edged... San Francisco out last second field goal to make it 30 to 28 in the Packers favor. And I'm going to give this to the Packers because of the cold, okay. uh, because that they actually had an extra week. I think that's an extra week of healing that the teams needs. I think we're going to experience uh, a rust factor in the first quarter. If there's any time for the Niners to pounce on the Packers, it would be that first quarter. But I think the Packers are going to edge them out because I don't think Jimmy G is going to uh, be able to really handle handle things. I, I can see him throwing a pick or two uh, in this game, quite honestly. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Packers on this one. What say you?
1: Jimmy G is definitely a factor, and mm-hmm. I do not believe in him at all. They – Truth be told, they shouldn't even be in this round. The Cowboys had their chances last week, but we won't go into that right now. I do think, though, the cold is going to be a factor. I don't know if San Fran has played in these type of conditions in a while. Mm -hmm. So that may play into this. The one thing that San Francisco has in their favor, though, is their running game and Kittle, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I don't know if Green Bay can – We'll see how that defense is, man, because sometimes they they show up and then sometimes they just disappear. You
0: can see shady, yeah.
1: And Debo, the way Debo was running over Cass last week, Debo Samuel, he is an X factor.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: if Jimmy G's on his game, 49ers win this game. If he's off, I see Green Bay. The other key thing is there are a lot of injuries in that game for the 49ers last week on defense. Yes. Fred Warner got hurt. He hurt his knee. I don't know his status. I don't have him in front of me right now. Bosa was in concussion protocol, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. I think he practiced today. Okay. So I think he's good.
1: And then I think one of their corners also got injured last week. Mm-hmm. So that right there is the advantage Green Bay because if the 49ers defense is not up to snuff, their offense can't keep up with Green Bay. So, oh. I just want to take the 49ers just on, just because.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have take to your, take your hail Green Bay out of it, man.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say Green Bay wins. I think it'll be close. And I just don't trust Jimmy G mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the pressure situation.
0: Uh, Sunday's games are just as intriguing, man. Yeah, the Los Angeles Rams traveling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for – uh, a rematch uh, in the season here. And then you also have later on that evening, uh, Buffalo against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Danny, these are some great games, too, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: These are some great games, man. Uh, let me just for, first start off with these Rams against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending uh, Super Bowl champions. <sighs> Tampa Bay has so many injuries. They have so many injuries, Danny, and I just feel that I don't know if Tampa Bay is going to be able to overcome uh, these injuries. Uh, Yeah, they have Tom Brady. Tom Brady can only do so much. Tampa Bay has that great defense, though. I have to give them that. Yep. But, man, these Rams are really starting to come through, man. I think OBJ has found himself in this offense, and. I don't think there's gonna be anybody to really handle OBJ. But the question is, can Stafford get OBJ the ball? So I I have a sense that Tampa is gonna really pound and rush on uh Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna to to be a lot of timing passes, a lot of hot hot passes. <sighs> This is going to be a tough game because I think I can see this being a defensive battle too. Yes. But I'm I'm going to LA Rams on this one, Danny. I'm one of the upset. I I think the injuries are just going to be too much for uh, Tampa Bay to really uh, handle here. What say you?
1: This is where the Rams should win this game on paper. They should definitely win this game on paper. The Buccaneers, like you said, are beat up. They're missing a lot of their offense and the way the Rams defense played against Arizona last Monday night. If they're coming at Tom Brady like that, they should definitely win this game. I'm just hesitant because of Matt Stafford and being in this scenario, how he's going to perform. I'm going to go with the Rams. Ah, nope. I'm going to go against it. I'm going to go the Buccaneers. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I think it's an upset if the Buccaneers beat the Rams, honestly. The Rams should win this game. hmm mm-hmm. But there's just something about Matt Stafford that I'm just not there on, man. And he has all the weapons. He has a great defense behind him. There's no way they should lose this game. There's something about Tom Brady. I, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. <sighs>
0: These Mahar some hard games. Uh, man, these are some hard I'm struggling. games
1: aside. I'm struggling.
0: There have been some hard games so far, but, man, this next one and the last one, Buffalo's traveling to Kansas City. Josh Allen mm-hmm. against Patrick Mahomes. I think Buffalo wants some get back. I'm leaning towards Buffalo on this one, man. I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to come out timid. I think they're going to really come out with the mindset of being aggressive mm-hmm. and when realizing the opportunity is before them and realizing the chance to get back on Kansas City is right before them at home mm-hmm. in Kansas City. I'm going Buffalo, man. And this is going to be a really, really close game. And I can't even see this game going into overtime. Uh, I'm going Buffalo. What say you?
1: Jason, the way Buffalo played last week, And how they expose New England's defense. And New England's defense is better than Kansas City's. It could have been them being at home too, right? Because they do play Mm -hmm. really well at home. Mm -hmm. But Josh Allen and that offense is hitting on all cylinders. We talked about this before the playoffs started how they're trending, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. trending
1: up. And Kansas City, man, there's just something off about them. I can't put my finger on it where. Like they're they're winning these games, but it's it's not the way they've won them in the past, where it's convincing, they look confident, mm-hmm. they kind of look
0: shaky well, I'm gonna say let me, let me interject here, Danny. I think they've been found out. the NFL, the rest of the teams they've mm-hmm. had an a couple of off seasons to really look at some tape on them, yep. and they've been found out, so instead of all these all the quick strikes that mm-hmm. they had last year in their offense. Yep. They're more so going methodically down the field and they're taking their time and just taking what the defense, what they always say, taking what the defense gives them, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I, I think. That's what the difference is,
1: man. I hate to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reed. Cause I really like, I really want to see them do, do well. Uh, so I'm a, you know what? I'm going to go contrary. I'm going to go, I'm going to go chalk. I'm going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs just to make it interesting. Okay. I I think this is one of those things where like Buffalo played a flawless game last week. Mm -hmm. Like they scored touchdowns on every possession, a couple turnovers. Do they start questioning themselves? I'm going to go with Kansas City. In this case, just to make it fun. I'm going to go Kansas City.
0: In my scenario, I would have the Rams going to Lambeau. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, this is the matchup I am extremely nervous about for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Because the Rams have been, have played in Green Bay, I want to say three times in the past two years, which includes a playoff. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think the Rams are, I want to say that they're used to the cold, but they know what to expect from the cold. And That game, I can honestly, you know, I hate to say this, man, uh, as a Packers fan, I can see the Rams actually getting the Packers on this one. I really can. Uh, My other AFC scenario, it would be what? Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals and uh, Buffalo Bills. Yep. I would have to go Buffalo on that one um, because uh, I think they would be playing in Buffalo. Yes. There's There's no telling with the snow. Mm-hmm. in a treacherous weather and I would have to pick Buffalo on that one and now Danny uh, this a little NBA talk here about James Harden uh, once you go ahead and uh, open us up on that one
1: so Jason there was a report this week out of uh, the, out of Bleacher Report that James Harden is open to leaving the Brooklyn net. If, if we go back last year James Harden was pining to get out of Houston <laughs> to get to play with Kyrie and KD. I mean, he put up a stick. He came in the in the camp didn't give two cares about the Houston Rockets and that team. And eventually got his wish. He got to get to move to Brooklyn. And now where they sit, they're in the 2 seed. But Kyrie hasn't played. There hasn't been consistency with the roster. There have been injuries, COVID, everything every other team NBA team is running into right Mm -hmm. so that being said how did how does Brooklyn play this so he has a player option coming up 47.4 million dollar player option which he could opt out of right and Mm -hmm. go for that big payday his probably his last big payday you know in his prime because he's 32 Mm-hmm. and move on and sign that long-term deal with someone else. With that news, man, what do you think about Harden and his long-term and any trade scenarios?
0: I think Harden would be right in wanting to get traded.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With the way that the Brooklyn Nets have been handled, and I'm saying this, handled actually by Kyrie, Harden has every right to go ahead and explore his options. Mm-hmm. And there's no telling about Kyrie in terms of what he's going to do. Because here's the other thing about it, Danny. We don't know if Kyrie's going to get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how long, uh, really, he's going to be out of home games. Mm I mean, let's just think about this for a moment. Here you have Kyrie, who's getting paid $34.9 million this year, and then is scheduled to get paid $36.5 million next year on a player option. He's going to take that because nobody else in the NBA really wants Kyrie. Let's just be real. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: They don't want the headache. And so I believe that for 41 road games – Kyrie's going to be good. But those home games, the extra stress mm-hmm. on James Harden and his body at what age? 32? hmm And the extra stress on Kevin Durant's body at age 33? Man, I, I don't blame James. I really don't. Uh, in terms of the trade scenarios that's out there, I mean, I've heard some, like you said, uh, like you had uh, alluded to um the 76ers are out there. I don't I don't see the 76ers making that trade. And I don't and I don't think the Brooklyn Nets would actually accept that trade because they're in the same conference, let alone the same division.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I don't see that trade uh between those two teams actually happening. I see hard goes back out west is well, gonna have to do something different, especially over the offseason, man. He can't be coming into the NBA season out of out of shape. Teams gonna be relying upon mm-hmm. you know a fast start. And we're seeing that in the Eastern Conference, and where you have a lot of teams from the one through five, six, seven positions, just a few games from each other. So yep. I think Harden's going to have to look at something different in the off season, <laughs> quite honestly, to have a quicker, uh quicker start, uh, and everything, but this is going to be interesting, but I think he's going to go back, back out West.
1: If LA I'm talking about the Lakers. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Boy, if they can, if they can make a Russell Westbrook, day's hard trade. Woo. How <laughs> <would> do that? <laughs> Man. Cause it, the only reason I say it is because they have comparable contracts. I know the Nets wouldn't take Russell Westbrook, but wouldn't that be nice? You get him out west, you get him out in LA. Uh I know another place he wanted to go last year was Miami. <sighs> They're
0: too loaded, man. Yeah. That's a lot of contracts right there. Yeah.
1: So there, there would have to be a blockbuster deal there if you were to go to my somewhere like Miami. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything points to philadelphia i know what you mentioned about the conference or the division Mm -hmm. but more daryl Morey is there he's familiar with daryl Morey. it would make sense because you have someone like ben simmons who doesn't want to be in philadelphia Mm -hmm. to make that move i'm very curious how this plays out and if brooklyn makes a move Mm -hmm. they may just hold tight and just say hey we'll roll with it but I think if you have an opportunity to move him just based on how Kyrie, the whole Kyrie situation, and you can get some cap, some type of capital back, uh, that's the move to make, but they may just take this run at it one last time and, and let the cars fall where they may and go into the off season and see how that goes.
0: And now Danny into an interesting story here about formula one and fans Please go back to uh, one of our previous podcasts uh, regarding Formula One, in particular, the last race that happened in Formula One season that determined the uh, World Championship uh, and uh, all, in particular, that last lap. So please refer to our previous podcast. But man, Danny, listen, Formula One has come out with an announcement indicating that they're going to uh, showcase the investigation into last year's last race, title deciding race in Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, in where Max Verstappen uh, beat out Lewis Hamilton in that final lap. And there was huge controversy, huge controversy. And fans, for those that don't, don't know, listen, Lewis Hamilton, excuse me, Sir Lewis Hamilton was actually going for a record-breaking number of world championships in the sport and where he would have exceeded Michael Schumacher's uh, number of titles, which is seven currently right now. Lewis Hamilton, had he won, in my opinion, he did win, uh, would have received number eight. And the announcement again, that they're going to make is what happened in that last lap. A full-blown investigation has happened. But here's the, here's the jacked-up thing about it, Danny. Mm-hmm. They're going to make this announcement about this investigation. Not today. Not yesterday. Not when the race actually happened back in December. They're going to wait until March 18th which is two days before the start of the 2022 season. That is some jacked up stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And here you have Sir Lewis Hamilton. He hasn't really said a whole lot in in their off season. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been on social media. He's just been pretty quiet. And. Word on the street is he's contemplating not even racing any longer. Yeah, he's contemplating getting out of Formula One and for Formula One to wait to make this announcement on March 18th. Man, that is that is shady as all get out.
1: It's a travesty, actually.
0: That is some shade. Fans, we know that in the NBA, within. At the end of two minutes, if there's a jacked-up call that uh, that a referee makes, the NBA comes back out the next day with a report mm-hmm. indicating basically that, yeah, they messed up the call or this was the right call if it's a controversial call
2: mm-hmm.
0: the next day. Now, there's nothing too much that – the teams can do, they can, you know, contest and probably try to get that game back, but that never really happens. If you've done an investigation, and they did actually do an investigation back then when it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes or the Mercedes team actually filed, filed that they wanted, you know, investigation to happen. The Formula One came back, said no, everything was good. But there, there's another investigation happening. Come on, man this is some dirty stuff going on here at formula one and how I found out about this particular article mm-hmm. is because I have been really, really waiting for a formula one season. I have never watched a formula one season, yeah. but this last race, I want to see Sir Lewis Hamilton, get some get back. hmm I think he's going to, he's, it's going to be some vengeance like we've never seen before, not only by Sir Lewis Hamilton, but by Mercedes themselves. Like, I think they're in the, in the lab cooking up a whole lot, you know, stuff with the engines. I'm, man, listen, I am ready to watch some Formula One, but I will not watch if, if Sir Lewis Hamilton is not racing. Yeah. And I will not watch if, investigation is shady
2: mm-hmm.
0: we all seen it Sir Lewis Hamilton should have won that should have won that race based upon the technicalities based upon the rules You yes. can't change the rules in the, la- in the middle of the game yep. it's, that's, that's so jacked up so I'm looking forward to this ruling even though it's jacked up that it's in March what say you Danny
1: it's a drama build up honestly
0: Yeah, it is.
1: It's a drama buildup to release this investigation, put some eyes on the sport, Mm -hmm. depending on how this all shakes out. And it's been rumored that Sir Lewis Hamilton may step away, Mm -hmm. depending on what comes out of this investigation. For them to do him like that, and then string him along for this too, you know, in the heat of the moment, get played on the rules, (laughs) To cost him his eighth uh, championship, and then string him along in this ordeal through a couple months, right before the season to mm-hmm. release those results. So I just hope they rectify the situation when this when this comes out to you know call out what everyone got to see live, and that he gets to participate in the upcoming twenty twenty two season in Formula One because he deserves it, man, because he's right there. He should be the all-time great. He got stripped of that, so hopefully they rectified and he gets his shot and he comes actually comes back and gets number eight.
0: There is rumors that Mercedes uh, and ha- Lewis Hamilton would like to have Formula One to take some action, significant action, to really remove the race director. And it makes some changes here. Mm -hmm. And I believe Formula One is going to have this discussion uh, really with the likes of uh, the rest of the uh, drivers themselves. Now, the ruling is hinging upon, again, what Lewis Hamilton is going to do in the future. Uh, And so, man, this this is intriguing. So we'll see what happens. And now, Danny, on to our interesting trading card scenario, who we got.
1: Well, Jason, tonight's trading card scenario is Jamar Chase's 2021 Panini Donruss rated rookie card for Odell Beckham's 2014 Topps rookie card. A couple quick bios. Jamar Chase was the fifth overall pick by the Cincinnati Bengals in 2021 out of LSU. <clears throat> he did sit out a year to prep for the draft. Uh his, he made the Pro Bowl, currently 81 receptions, 1,455 yards, 13 touchdowns. And Odell Beckham, 12th overall pick by the New York Giants in 2014 by, out of LSU, three-time Pro Bowler, 2014 Offensive Rookie of the Year, 504 receptions, 7,000 7, plus yards, and over 50 touchdowns. <laughs> Who would you take?
0: Danny. This is a very intriguing research find here. And let me just say, the fans know where I'm going with this, man. Let's take it back to LSU. Mm-hmm. Let's take it back to LSU for Odell Beckham aware. Uh He had some modest um, numbers. I mean, some great numbers. Don't get me wrong. He uh, wrapped up his his career. Uh, at LSU with 2,340 yards. That last season, he had 1,152 yards for eight touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Uh, But man, I have to just take it back to Jamar Chase and his last year at LSU, man. Man, something to behold. He had 1,780 yards Mm -hmm. and 20 touchdowns. That's a third of the touchdowns that Joe Burrow mm-hmm. had, he ended up throwing it to Jamar Chase. Yep. So much so in where Cincinnati Bengals went ahead and drafted Jamar Chase. They obviously realized, let's keep these two together. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you gave the stats for Jamar Chase uh and everything for his freshman, or excuse me, his rookie year. Uh, 1,455 yards, 13 touchdowns, man. Come on, man. Odell Beckham Jr., his rookie season was a phenomenal season. Phenomenal season, Danny. Mm-hmm. Who could forget the one-hand catch Sunday night football against the Dallas Cowboys? Man, that got played over and over and over again there's Mm -hmm. multi-millions of views of that particular catch in Odell Beckham Jr.'s career he's had so many different quarterbacks some good some not good
2: Mm -hmm.
0: more so leaning on the not so good or they didn't know how to Deliver the ball to him at certain spots. And then, of course, he had an injury there with the ACL. What I'm seeing out of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, the consistency, mm-hmm. no issues. And earlier in the show, I said that Cincinnati has something going on here. Let me ask you this, Danny. Yep. Do you feel that OBJ is a Hall of Famer? No. I don't either. I think even if he gets a title, I you know, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to have to put up some more numbers for a few num- more years to be considered a Hall of Famer. Yes. I agree. But, I will, but I will tell you, I believe Jamar Chase is going to be a Hall of Famer. As long as Joe Burrow stays healthy and those two stay together, as long as they both stay health- healthy and those two stay together, Mm-hmm. To be a Hall of Famer, I think so much so. And I told I told you this combination is eerie familiar to the likes of Peyton and and Marvin. Yep. Jamar Chase is going to be a Hall of Famer, man. And with that, I'm going to pay Jamar Chase.
1: Jason, so for those of you who did not see Jamar Chase's game against Kansas City this year where he had 11 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns, which was a clinching game, too. It wasn't like they were playing Jacksonville or the Lions. This was a big game for Mm -hmm. Kansas City because that cost Kansas City the number one seed. Mm -hmm. So they had something to play for. And this brother went out and put up 266 yards, (laughs) ended up breaking Justin Jefferson's rookie record, 1,400 yards in a season there's give me Jamar Chase's rookie card, man. I don't even have to go into this. <laughs> his trajectory at this point in time is through the roof.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's through the roof, man. It's based on right now, currently, I want that card in my portfolio. Yep. And <clears throat> like you said, Joe Burrow's coming to his own after that injury, that nasty injury he had last year. Mm-hmm. And they have a nice supporting cast too. It's not like it's just Jamar Chase. T Higgins is no slouch. There you I said go. Said this before. Mm-hmm. Higgins is just he's right up there with Jamar Chase. He's a he's a good, he just doesn't, he's a low-key player. Mm-hmm. He he does his thing. Tyler Boyd is a good player. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon. So it's all coming together for Cincinnati, which kind of scares me this weekend going to the t- for mm-hmm. my pick with Tennessee. But that being said, give me Jamar Chase's card.
0: Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.